Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. On this episode, I am joined by podcast contributor Rachel, and we are reviewing Finding Monica by Susan Stoker. Welcome back to the podcast, Rachel. Thanks, Leah. All right, you want to go ahead and read the synopsis from Goodreads for us? Years of abuse at the hands of her father has taught Monica Collins she can't trust anyone, especially military men. Since escaping her home, she's built a successful career as a nanny, showing other kids the love she was denied as a child. But when her employer's ambassadorial home becomes fair game for intruders during a riot, she's forced to rely on two seals to get her to safety. Basically, her worst nightmare come to life. Stuart Pid Hall is used to people being scared, panicked, and confused during a rescue mission, but Monica's deep animosity and distrust is a surprise, until she shares a bit of her story. He can't blame her for hating all things military, or for being outraged when his commander demands the SEAL team escort her back to Hawaii. Turns out the ambassador's home was specifically targeted, and Monica's the only person who's faced the intruder and lived. No one is prepared to learn the man has ties to the Navy, When he decides to use Monica as a pawn for his revenge, she'll have to overcome years of deep-seated fear and put her trust in Stuart's hands if she hopes to see another day. Finding Monica is the fourth book in the SEAL Team Hawaii series. Each book is a standalone with no cliffhanger endings. Okay, so this was released May 10th, 2022. So it is new. Um, The tropes are man in uniform, damaged heroin, slow burn, and it's found family in the sense where it's the SEAL team, like is the family and each woman that comes into the uh, equation is just added into the group. (laughs) Um, It is from the series SEAL Team Hawaii. This is book number four, and it is a interconnected standalone. It it you can read it as a standalone, but you definitely miss a lot of past storylines, and you you want to read these series like in total in in order to get the best view of the series. And the put out percentage is ninety five percent. So this is an extremely slow burn, even for Susan Stoker, who likes a slow burn, but it. It makes complete sense with the way the story plays out. Yep, completely agree. Okay, so let's talk about Monica. So Monica Collins, she's had she has quite a few hangups. Like her dad was an ass. I mean, really, there's no other way to do like oh talk God. about. He was abusive. He was manipulative. He was just not a good person at all. So like her past created a ton of trust issues for her. Yeah, he's probably one of the worst parents I've read in a non-dark romance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's some terrible parents in like dark romances, mm-hmm. but for a more contemporary romance, he's one of the worst parents I've read. And he's not even on the page, really. No, you just he... find out his past actions. Yeah, and he, you find out that he had passed away like like years ago. And I'm not going to tell you how it happened, but when you find out how it happened, you're like, oh, karma has gotten you and you're a little bit happy about it. Yeah. I've never hated a character so much that didn't have any dialogue in the book. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was the worst, but as you get more of Monica's story and her past and 
you understand the hangups that she has because right off the top, like they don't like the way in which they meet is not ideal because they are rescuing her from the safe room in a home that has been ransacked. Um, in if it had not been for the kids that she takes care of, they would never have even tried to find her. But when they when she first sees like Pid and I think it was it Alec or maybe Slate. I don't remember who the other one was now off the top of my head, but who went two of them are rescuing her and she instantly like has like hangups and doesn't trust them because of the nature of what happened. And it's it's heartbreaking that she has those hangups. Yeah, I completely agree. And we kind of found out more about her story as Pid and as Pid basically was finding out about her. Mm-hmm. So for me, like she was a hard character to like mm-hmm. get to know because she was. Susan wrote her very guarded and she did it very well. You mm-hmm. got some of what she was thinking, but you didn't always get why she was thinking that right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, Which, she held she hold, held everything really close to the vest. And like she even says, like, I don't feel comfortable talking, like in talking to a lot of people. She's like, I've never been in that situation. And there's actually there's one scene where they're eating dinner and she isn't saying anything. And Pitt is like, you you can talk. And she's like, that was never allowed in my house. Like dinner time was like, we had to be quiet. Like you had to just focus on your eating and how you were eating. And like the stringent rules that she had growing up was crazy. Right. That's a perfect example of when I was like, what are you doing? Like, what, like, why are you Mm -hmm. acting like this? Mm -hmm. And then she explains it and you're like, oh my gosh, like, of course you're like that. And then she goes on to show that, you know, she's not being rude. Mm -mm. She's observing and she's listening and she has taken in what everyone else is talking about, but she didn't feel like she could offer anything to that. No, but it was nice to see as her story plays out, the women in the, in the series, like create this family of their own with just the women like the men like are connected and they have this like relationship but the women who like as they come in they engulf the new ones into their group and there's no animosity and no frustrations and they they were gentle with the way that they they did stuff and spoke with her and not in a condescending way or even like she's fragile, we can't talk to her, but it, it, they do it so smoothly that it, it works so well. Yep. I completely agree. They, they weren't too overbearing Mm -hmm. with her. It was like, they read the situation very well because sometimes they definitely can be overbearing. Yeah. Well, but also too, like they didn't really give her choices. Like Let's talk about Pitt a little bit and then we'll go back to the bachelorette party because there's a couple of things that happened during that that were really poignant. So I have to say, Pid is one of my least favorite nicknames of Susan's, but I think it's because of his first name. Like if he wasn't Stuart Pid, then it wouldn't bug me as much. But like there's this whole like stupid 
like connotation, like even in the book, like like Monica draws it out and makes it a thing. And it's like, he gets it. He's not stupid in any way, but I just, there was something about that nickname with his first name and it may, it works because sometimes they give them ridiculous names because of their names. But this one, I just, I didn't love it. Yeah, I haven't liked the nickname really like since it was introduced. And mm -hmm. I, he's kind of one that like, I'm always looking forward to Susan's books, but mm -hmm. I think I never got like a big grasp of his personality mm -hmm. in the other books. And maybe, maybe I would pick it up more if I reread them like in order, mm -hmm. but, and I don't know if it's because of his name. <laughs> <laughs> like an underlying I don't think it or... is though because I he's been a little bit more of a anomaly like it's not because none of them are ever front and center but there's little pieces like they're like Jag and Carly like their storyline has been really woven into like this this series so far but they are the next book and um, Ashlyn and Ashlyn and Slate their yeah. story which that is something that is different about this series and we'll talk about that in a little bit too but i think that's part of it is he's he's been in the back yeah for a lot like the first three books like he's not in the back but he's in the back like he's just not one of those front and center characters like he's not this huge personality that is like out there but you you end up loving him by the end of the book like he's so yeah. caring and so gracious and he just treats her so well yeah i completely agree i i loved him in this book i mm -hmm. thought like he was super understanding he handled pretty much every situation very well and mm -hmm. when it seemed like he might slip up and mess up like he never really did mm -mm. No, and one of the huge things in this story from page one to 95% when they finally like get down to business. And let me tell you, once they get down to business, they don't stop. So there's that. But trust is such a huge factor of this book. And I love the idea about it because he, he, he understands her hangups, like once he gets like her history, but he does not force her to make any choices or any decision, but continually right. shows up for her when he like needs to and continually shows her like he can trust her. Like she does something that her dad would have gotten mad at him, her for, or had like a, a poor reaction. And he doesn't do that. So like he is almost like rewiring her way of thinking yeah, I, I completely agree. He was constantly like reassuring her mm -hmm. that she didn't need to do X, Y, and Z, or she could do X, Y, and Z. And he mm -hmm. didn't care either way. Right. And I think it helped that he was like, not the typical military man mm -hmm. in her brain because like his house was a mess. Yeah. Like perfect example. Like, mm -hmm. like, like she my walked dad's in the house door. would have never been yeah. like this. I would have never been able to do any of this like I think that in itself like really helped her kind of realize he really isn't like how I thought military mm -hmm. men were well and she has this skewed perspective too though because like when they are talking about how like she grew up like 
her dad was in charge. Like her mom was very passive, but she was homeschooled. She was like drilled into learning things. And so like, she had this militant upbringing, but she was not exposed to other people because yeah, of the control that her dad wanted over everything. And so like getting out into this like very military heavy situation that she's yep. forced into, which doesn't help at the beginning, but she sees like, even the way, like not even just Pid in the way he lives, but the way like Mustang treats Elodie and Alec treats Kenna and like just the relationships of the, the people around them are vastly different than anything she saw. Yep. Yeah. I, and I think the fact that she was so observant, like mm -hmm. helped her in those instances because she was able to just kind of sit back and see mm -hmm. that everyone was like warm and welcoming. They were what they seemed. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think like the bachelorette party, so Kenna and Alec get married in this story. And so they have a bachelorette party. And I think at the bachelorette party, the fact that the, the women were like, okay, so you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you don't really have a choice. And yeah. but they, they also understood like when she was just sitting back and listening, like they let her do it. They didn't force her to, to like talk about things she didn't want to until they get to Baker. I loved that whole scene of all the women's like, fascination with Baker like and it mm -hmm. was everyone it was they were like oh my gosh like, like you saw his chest like he was in a wetsuit <laughs> like they're like going down this list of like attributes for him because I mean he's a silver fox he is and so they, they and he's he's an enigma because nobody really knows and they're like you spent time with Baker you did this, you did this. And he actually plays a huge component in this book, which is interesting with the way it plays out. But, and that's one of the things about this book that I really like is it, it follows a little bit different of a formula than a lot of Susan's yes. books because the bad guy does not, typically the bad guy focuses on like the woman in the story or the man in the story but it is something to do with their connection or one of the other, but it doesn't play out that way in this yeah. story. Like Monica ends up just being kind of collateral damage in a plan against other people. And I don't want to give anything away because that'll definitely spoil it, but there are a couple moments where you, you don't understand like why she is targeted. And then you find out originally like she just was collateral damage, but, but then like things transpire and things change. And had she not been where she would have been, like things would have, like the entire story would have been so different if they didn't go back and get her. Right. It is like very hard to talk about without spoilers, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I know I'm being super vague yeah. and like, so you you are right though and I think in Susan's book and books and in a lot of like romantic suspense 
especially with the military, the mm-hmm. like bad guy has an issue with either the hero or the heroine. Right. And that is why it all happens. Mm-hmm. And this was very different in that it was kind of almost like wrong place, wrong time mm-hmm. for her. Yeah, it definitely was because of the way the story plays out and like who, like when you find out who the bad guy is and like the way that whole situation like is resolved, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, the ending though, like with the villain, I was like, oh, it was wild. But we are not going to tell you anything because you just have to read it because it was that, it's intense. I know. It was really intense, but really I felt exciting. Like that was like one of the like gruesome. It was more gruesome <laughs> than any of her other like ways the baddies are calling. Yes. Well, yes. But I feel like it was valiantly deserved the way it oh, played out. I mean, I can't say I felt bad at all, but I was like, oh, we're doing this. We're, we're doing this. We're doing this. You're going that way. <laughs> <laughs> But there are a couple times where Monica, so Monica has a, her one hand is damaged and you, you, when you find out why and what happened, I just, I honestly, I teared up because of how it happened and the fact that she has such hangups because like, it is a huge part of like why she has hangups. And I just, I wanted to cry so hard. I know I was just like every time she talked about her past and mm-hmm. like I was like oh my gosh it just keeps I just coming I know like, I just wanted to hug her like how do you have even a nice bone in your body <laughs> that's the thing like she was in like she was a nanny and like she like she talked constantly talked about how she's better with kids and it's like she had the upbringing she did but she's like so good with like any kid that she would come in contact with and like right. the, i mean you aren't a nanny if you aren't good with kids exactly i was like oh like i don't think i would be that nice i, I mean i don't feel like i'm that nice and i well, wasn't no, raised in that kind of that's, that's another story <laughs> okay so did you like this book I really like this book, but as you know, like we're in the same boat. Like I love everything Susan writes. So it, even though it was different, it was no surprise that I really, really like this book. Mm-hmm. I did too. I really, it's actually nice that she switched it up a little bit because not that I don't love like her formula, but I like the fact that like, she's not afraid to take a different direction and take a chance and like, go like try something a little bit different. Yep. Agreed. So who would typically like this book? I think um, military romance fans for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like a slower burn, because this it's is extreme. Definitely slow. a slow burn. So slow. And but then, the trust when you find like there's a quote about the trust, and I don't want to say it because it's really good, but <clears throat> the trust plays such a huge part in the slow burn. Yes. And if you like found family, big groups mm-hmm. of friends, like, I think you would like this book in this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, she's, she's pretty damaged, but it's, and it, but it's not about like, Pitt does not look at fixing her. It's where she, like her growth throughout the book, it has, 
I mean, he helps her see things, but like it is all like her choice. So yes. would you recommend this book? Yes, I would definitely recommend this book. Um, while it is a standalone, mm -hmm. this is one of the few I think that like I think you should read this series in order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely like, especially with the way this series is playing out with Carly and with Ashlyn and the fact that they were they were introduced so early and Baker. You're right. Like the she doesn't typically do that. Usually you meet the heroine either in that like the previous book or the book that it's going to happen so this series like i've i've read series before for her where you can you can kind of jump in in the middle and it you won't be lost i don't think you would be lost if you jumped in in the middle but i think you would get a better understanding of the characters as a whole reading yeah. it from book one completely agree okay so we do have a special programming note for the summer months. We will be going down to just one quick shot of romance a week. Those episodes will drop on Thursdays starting June 9th. And this is a great time to either catch up on past episodes of a quick shot of romance or revisit some of your favorites. So do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? If you do, send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will take a look and see if it is something that we want to talk about. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for joining me. Talk about Susan Stoker, who we both love. <laughs> yes, perfect book for us. It is. All right. And until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 